Hello, Sela community. It's been a while. It has. How are you? We are happy to be back in your ears, you listening to us and us spilling our secrets. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So the last podcast we released was, gosh, maybe five, six months ago when we were talking about healing the feminine wound. Mm, that was such a good one. Yeah, it's been a while. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, we've definitely taken some time to ourselves. We have had some big life pivots that have come our way that we're very excited to speak about and um, just kind of share with our audience here. Yeah, one thing when life pivots happen, I feel like um, there are so many people that were asking us like, oh, so like, what's going on with Sayla? Are you guys just doing anything with that? And it felt kind of weird because it felt like, no, we weren't doing anything for Sayla specifically. Like we weren't releasing anything, but I think that the way we handle this off time is the most authentic way to present what's been happening in our lives. Like it's not, we were sitting on the couch. We were taking our time and giving ourselves space to evolve and then sharing that with the community. I feel like so many people go through things and share them real time that there's no time to actually give yourself grace or hold space for yourself in that moment or comfort yourself. And I think we handled it really well. We keep saying it. You guys will find out what's going on soon. But um, yeah. yeah, I think that's such a valid point because when you are going through a midst of different things or big life pivoting changes, I think the first things that come up are emotion. And to obviously be, you need to obviously be present with those emotions um, before you can really speak upon them to an audience personally. I think that that's like more effective and more honoring the time for you. So you can kind of build your own opinion around it before um, introducing it to others and their ears and their own perspectives. So me and Katie, kind of just like what you said, like to echo that, um, we kind of just got quiet and got more um, information. Yeah, yeah. Leaning into it more. And now we're ready to kind of speak about it. Yeah, and bring you guys along on the journey. And I hate to be political about things, but here I am. It's me. Um, kind of what you said, Amber, how instead of going out and seeking the opinions of others and letting that influence us. I feel like as a culture, we do that so often now. Like we, the news isn't just news and tells you the facts. It basically tells you how to feel. We form our opinions about different, about, I mean, vaccines, about politics, about everything from kind of what it's fed to us. And I think it's really awesome that in this most like life-changing time for us, we didn't look externally. We went in to feel how we really feel about things and make decisions that were authentic for us. And I think that's a super important lesson that the world is gasping to understand right now. Yeah, there's so many different avenues and tools and people, you know, that, oh, your favorite celebrity, oh, your favorite social media influencer is speaking about a topic that maybe you feel in tune or you know, in tune with, and that's beautiful, but make sure that you're also taking that time for you because you might have a very different perspective on it that you're not even giving yourself the outlet to really feel into it and, you know, what really resonates for you. Um, so yeah, I'm really proud of us on that aspect. Yeah, and if you have stuck with us to that random, we're like, okay, cool. But what's the news? Like, yeah. what are they talking about? Here so, it is. <laughs> um, Amber, do you want to tell your news? I'll tell my news and then we'll go deeper into it and bring you guys along. Yeah. So I have finally quit my corporate job. 
um, in pursuit of doing different ventures that I feel aligned to. So that's something that I'm very excited to unpack with anyone who is struggling through something that maybe doesn't feel aligned to them or they want to take a big jump into the unknown. I'm excited to kind of talk about how I stumbled upon this decision and how I felt during, after, currently about it. Honestly, Amber, as you were saying that, I just feel like the proudest mom just like looking at you and like grinning. Because, <laughs> just gazing. Yeah, and it's even crazy because like in our first few episodes, I remember, um, especially the episode with Anjali, you were talking about how you're like, you're just miserable oh, in your job yeah. and you're just like, tell me more about leaving your job. And yeah, it's just, what was it like? Yeah. I was like all bug-eyed, just like, tell me more. <laughs> and then it's like looking at you in your power right now and you made the leap and I'm just so proud. Thank you. You're very Thank welcome. You. You're very welcome. Um, my news is I am bringing a life into this world. Um, I'm pregnant. I feel like that's a, <laughs> I have to clarify. <laughs> that means I'm pregnant. <laughs> I got a puppy. Uh, <laughs> no, I am pregnant um, and potentially moving to Chicago to conclude my pregnancy. Um, I've lived in Chicago before, but we'll, we'll get into that later. But yeah, Amber, your journey. Let's talk about it. Well, yeah, Katie's pregnant. Just, just that's wild. It's, it's wild. And I am a godmother. So that's also something that I'm very excited for. I and I'm so happy takes, for Katie. I love that Amber takes the godmother title so seriously. I do, your thickest, widest robe, please, for the godmother. Um, no, but yes, I'm so excited. There's so much good info here, guys. So let's get started. So for me, um, quitting my corporate job, very hard very difficult uh, decision to make. Um, But when I made it, man, did I feel just like a weight lifted off my shoulders. I felt so free, clear. Um, Although there was still things that came up for me that felt, there's a lot. Okay. So I'm just going to go ahead and start about like what was holding me back from quitting that corporate job. Um, I feel like when we're in college, you know, if you went to college, if you didn't, but if you did, it's almost like you pick this subject, you're in it for four years or however long, and you don't really have time to pivot. You don't have time to position yourself like, hmm, does this direction in life still resonate with me? Is this something that I still want to pursue? You know, because money goes into that, credits go into that. You're basically just trying to get out of there, get your degree and get that job. That's the whole purpose. So for me, going into statistics and marketing, um, I didn't really have time to be like, do I even like this? I knew I didn't, but you know, I wanted that job at the end of it that I knew I could get with that statistics, um, coming from the headwind in the back. And I was just like, okay, that will help me out. So, you know, I graduated, I got that corporate job and all in all, it was a great job, but I just felt like my soul was just sucking life from me. Like it was just, it was just leaving me. Um, I felt constantly drained. My energy was just gone. I felt just depleted in all areas of my life. And I noticed emotionally how I was showing up for friends, how I was showing up for family was not how I wanted to um, show up in life. Um, This was a big awakening call for me because I realized like this is not the way I need to operate. And so much of the world operates from this space. And I just... I, I didn't understand it. 
I didn't understand it. And I instantly knew within like three months, this is not for me. I'm really happy that I made the decision to go into it and to see if I liked it. Um, but ultimately it just led me with what I knew intuitively that this isn't for me, this field. Um, you know, the fears that were holding me back from taking that leap of faith and quitting that job were one, that financial stability. I was very scared of having that rug ripped out underneath me of financial stability, being 26, feeling like this time I need to have my life together. I need to have my finances in check. You see so many people cultivating that space and building their lives off of that space. So for me, I was like, hmm, like I I am scared to almost, you know, in my head, I had that broke college kid mentality coming back to me if I quit that career, that corporate job. Um, so that was a big thing. And then I also felt like me quitting this job, it's like I spent so many years of my life building up to be this person. And now that here I am with all the things under my belt, I should be happy or I should be satisfied. And it really took it really took time for me to have a hard look at myself and be like, this isn't it. And to be like, this isn't the, I'm not, I do not want to continue growing in the space of this person, this persona that I've built over time. Um, That was really difficult because it felt like I was kind of leaving behind all the things that I cultivated over the years and years of me working for. Um, And that was difficult. I felt like I had to do a death of myself in order to step into the person that I really want to become. Um, that was very difficult. Also, the judgment and the lack of title that I would have if I did quit my corporate job, that was a very egoistic place for me that I had to get over. Because, you know, when people say the title like, oh, I'm I'm this or this or whatever it may be, that just has some power resonating to it. I was scared to let go of that position, that title that gave me that power where people would, you know, open up their eyes, perk their eyes and be like, oh, you do that for a living. That means that you have value, that you have this amount of worth behind, back behind your title. That was hard um, on my ego to kind of release as others would see me. Um, And that was something that I had to learn to get over. And I'm still learning to get over right now, even though I quit the job. I'm still learning that that isn't where I'm resting my value anymore. But yeah, I finally took the leap. It took a lot of time and it took a lot of emotional purging. Um, It was like this constant cycle of me not feeling good, me about to leave, me not feeling good, me about to leave and so on, so forth. Yeah, I just reached a point where I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm not staying anymore and it took me a while to sit down, get really clear about what I wanted to do after this job. Um, what was it that lit me up? What was it that I could look forward to once I departed my way and put in my two weeks? And it took a lot of feeling from my heart space and not my head space. You know, your heart space is where we feel the most and where we feel instantly in your head just makes an analytical judgment or perspective about it. So really feeling into my heart space was something that really helped. And also knowing that I have a safety net, no matter what decision I make, even if I do leave this corporate job, that there is still a safety net underneath me because 
I can still go back to the corporate world if I so if I decide. But for now, I'm going to take that leap and see where that gets me. So just knowing that like this is reversible, even though I don't necessarily want it to be reversible, that that's still an option was really nice. So giving myself the space to just expand. And one thing I want to say about watching you go through this journey is I realized how important it was for you to not let everyone in on your process. Because I feel like if you're going to make a jump like this, um, there's so many people who can give you their opinions and perspectives to make you might want to change your mind. And I feel like when you did open up to a few people who might not have been in a place to understand what you were doing, may have diminished the dream a little bit. Do you agree? Uh, Yes. No, that's so true. I think that once we open, once we have a dream or, you know, whatever it is that you feel that intuitive calling, that is your personal intuition. And so often we kind of, I don't want to say, yeah, we let other people in on that, which could definitely change or manipulate something that already came so natural to you. And it's really important to have safe keeping on those things and keep them close because no one, you can't expect everyone to understand, you know, because they won't (laughs) and they're not supposed to because it's your life, you know? And so, yeah. There's like a quote that was like, um, it was your call. Why are you expecting everyone else to receive it? Yeah. Pick up that phone. Pick up that phone. Yeah. So post quit, I initially was super excited. Um, I felt very free. I felt just really uplifted. I felt kind of like all this cosmic energy was coming to me and just radiating through me. And I was so excited to tap more into my intuition and act more on the things that I wanted to do. You know, the biggest restraint from that corporate job was time. So I felt like I never had time to go and do the things that lit me up. I never had time or the energy, my energy wasn't aligned enough in order to step into these spaces. Um, So that's how I felt post quit. But then also there was a lot of other things that came up, you know, it's like you have all these dreams. And then once you kind of take that big barrier away that you use as maybe a clutch or the reason why you weren't able to step into these things, once that's gone, there's still this resistance that's present. And that's where it's not about the external things that are holding you back. It's the internal perspectives that are initially just keeping you from yourself and your dreams. And that, that's where we need to go more inside and be like, okay, where where did this thinking pattern come from? You know, just because I made a big life pivoting decision and I put action to that doesn't necessarily mean that changed my whole way of thinking. That doesn't mean that like my, my structures, my patterns of thoughts changed just because I took one, made one big decision. So I'm at the point now where I have very much a lot of doubts and what I'm going to do in life. And at one point I felt so clear about what I wanted to do. And now it's just me and me and the doubt 
And it's difficult. It's difficult to learn how to release your own judgments. Something that I've learned that's really important during this time after any big leap or pivot is to get quiet and realize that this may or may not be the first time that you're in your own driver's seat of your life where you are making these big, hard-hitting decisions. And for so long, I haven't been in that seat. And this is the first time that I really feel like I'm showing up for me. And to continue showing up for me, what am I going to do to, one, protect my energy, to make sure I'm showing up for me as authentically as I can and intuitively? What are the things that I can do to help protect that space that helped me jump to it in the first place? How can I make this a long-lasting mindset? I also came to the realization that doubt is the strongest when you have nothing consuming your physical time and all you have is you blocking you. That to me is, has been really apparent for me. So, you know, I found a way to make sure that I'm financially stable. I'm doing good there. I'm not making as much money as I was corporately, but hey, we'll get there one day. But it's more so how, how can I use this time to better me, to get more in touch and in tune with myself. I feel like I finally stepped out of my loop and I'm making different choices. I also think it's super important to be reflective in this time, being aware of your energy shift, being, you're very sensitive at a point like this because you want, you want to be careful about who you let into your space during this time, very much so. Even with the people saying that that's awesome, I actually got through my body this like reassurance or acceptance that this is socially like okay. I wanted to figure out more so why I relied on other people to help support my decision. So I think during this time, I'm just trying to be be a little bit more closed off into how I'm presenting these big changes. And I think that's important. So ever since I was like, even in eighth grade, I saw myself living on a jungle for a while. I don't know what it is. And like being an Islander or a common folk, just getting fish. I don't know what it is, but. Literally when we were in high school, I remember we were like all kind of talking about, where do you see yourself? Where do you see yourself? And like back then I'm like, I see myself working for the news, blah, 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 blah. And Amber's like a jungle man. A freaking jungle. jungle. (laughs) Like, I I don't know what it is. And I just have always felt this calling. And I'm like, life is too short. Experience the world. Like, take those steps that you feel called to do, no matter how crazy or wild they may be. You understand it and go for it. Because if you don't, you will think about that forever. You can also be daring and take different a different course. You can find security within that because it's coming from you. And ultimately, if you have a dream, go for it. Because I think as human beings, we all know that we want to feel at peace. We want to feel at peace. We all know that we deserve to feel at peace. That is something we deserve. And it looks different for everybody. And that's alignment. Through alignment, when you feel connected with something, when you bring that together, when we all feel aligned with something that creates community, and that's community, is celebrating the differences within us. So with that being said... I'm going to transition here to Katie. That was amazing. That was so beautiful. And the way you articulated that whole inner dialogue, it was amazing. I'm so proud of you. How do I go from that as I turn a page? 
Um, yeah, I'm having a baby. Um, this has been the most interesting time period of my life. Um, when I look back at how it all unfolded, it seems very divine and timing, but as it's happening, as it's still happening, it's just all you can do, I guess, is surrender. Um, I'm definitely the type of person who had kind of a very strict life plan for myself. Not that I was the person who was like, I'm going to get my master's and then I'm going to get married and then I'm going to have a kid. Like I was never a box checker, but I was very in tune with myself and what I wanted and very fearless, I feel like, in accomplishing what I wanted. Um, I always knew that I wanted to be a mom. And it's interesting because I was having conversations with friends recently about saying like, you know, yeah, like I know I want to be on a, be a mom someday and, um, and it's starting to look sooner on my priority list than I originally imagined. I originally was like, ah, oh, you know, maybe around 30 and I'm 26 right now. Um, and yeah, so that conversation was just coming up a lot. And then, um, I actually started getting, started the conversation, actually just thinking about getting doula certified this time last year. And I remember saying like, you know, it just doesn't, it doesn't feel aligned to me right now. For some reason, I know you can be a doula without having a child, but it just didn't feel aligned to me in that moment. And um, the day I found out I was pregnant, I was talking to before I found the day off. So the morning of didn't know I was pregnant yet, but I was talking to me and Amber's coach and um, we've been working a lot on visualizing what our next level selves would look like. And admittedly, a child was not on my idea for a next level self. Um, but I told her, I was like, you know, I've, I've decided that I'm ready to start um, investigating a doula, a doula certification. You know, I'm not, I was like, I'm not necessarily ready to jump in, but I feel more call to it now. I'd already had my yoga certification. Um, I'd started to gain a really, a really deep interest in rebirthing, like a woman rebirthing herself. Um, and with that education, I'd decided I had more interest in being a doula at that point and supporting women as they were birthing a human being. And I told her that and she's like, you know what, Katie, I see that for you. And she literally said, she goes, I bet your first client is closer than you think. And I was like, Ooh, chills. Like, I wonder who she's going to be. Um, so we got off our call and I'm working from home. So I was just sitting there at my desk, standing up. And it's really funny how I was kind of clueless to a lot of the symptoms that were happening, even though they were very clear. Um, like I remember I, Amber had said something like, well, Katie, you're not eating our refrigerator. Cause like usually before I go on my cycle, I'm just like a, like a dumpster for food, just taking it all. And, and I was like, yeah, you know, I think I'm really getting some self-control. <laughs> like I think I'm really starting to um, be able to carve, like 
caught the cravings, you know? I was pretty proud of myself. <laughs> and then I remember I looked in the mirror one day when I was getting out of the shower and I had these veins that were going down my chest. And I was like, oh, Katie, you've been really tense. Like you're getting veins. And I was like, gotta do some breath work or something. Like gotta relax those shoulders. So then um, I'm sitting on my couch doing some work and I went to stand up and I had this like sharp cramp down my side. And I was like, oh, that was weird. And then I stood up and I started walking around my house and I realized my hand was just on my stomach. It's like I was walking like a pregnant lady. And I literally like I'm walking around and then like like holding my stomach because of the cramp. And then I looked down and see like the placement of my hand. And I literally was like, ah, like jumped, like took my hand off. And I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to look up the symptoms of pregnancy just to like, ease this weird feeling I have right now, this weird knowing. So I look it up and I see um, stomach cramps and then I see um, veins going down your chest and my stomach dropped. (laughs) So I call Amber and she's like, okay, Katie, buy a test, come to my office. You know, it's not that, but then we'll get some lunch after or something. And I was like, okay, yeah, sweet. So um, go to Amber's house take the test. I was pregnant. Um, I just want to share the funniest thing. When Katie found out she was pregnant, I'm looking at her. And of course, I'm still at my corporate job, just sitting there typing away, like, hold on. And I'm looking at her and she's shaking, looking at me. And she says in a voice I have never heard in the tone I have never heard before, there's no way I'm having a Libra baby. Just tears running down her face. The first thing she said, hilarious. Nothing wrong with Libra babies, by the way. Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. Honestly, it's weird the things that come to your head in that moment. Because when you tell me that, I'm just like, wow, it's crazy. That that was my thought process. Um, Honestly, that is a very strange. You never know what your thoughts are going to be. And then Amber, this doll over here, she just took me to literally like immediately closed her laptop and was like, gotta go. Bye. (laughs) It's just like, uh, she took me to my favorite trail and we just walked it out. Um, But enough of that day, because that is not the most significant things that have happened since then. Um, The first, so right now I'm almost five months pregnant. Um, I'm in my second trimester. But the first trimester, um, that was kind of like a dark time. Um, one, because I had no energy and I, I just felt sick. Like um, I felt bed, bedridden. I had no appetite. I was nauseous and all I could do in that moment, kind of like what Amber was saying with no distractions, that's when like fear creeps in, doubt creeps in. And honestly, the truth creeps in too. Things you didn't want to, you wanted to avoid thinking about. They have all the time in the world to settle and force you to look at yourself, look at your situation. Um, I have this theory that that's why women are so sick, can be so sick in the first trimester. Um, is because they need to grasp the reality of what's happening. So it's almost like nature's like, sit down. And if you won't sit down, we will make you. So I, 
so I laid, I sat and I laid for about like three months. Um, and because I'm the type of person who felt like I had such a stronghold on this person I was supposed to be and had this, even though, like I said, I had dreams of having kids, I always had this vision of what it would look like. And I thought I would be married and I thought I'd be in love. And I thought, I mean, all the ideal ways you think bringing a life into this world would look like, I just, there wasn't even like a doubt in my mind. I just knew that these were the, this was the way it was going to happen for me. Um, literally never even crossed my mind of like, but who, I don't know why that would cross my mind of like, what would it be like to bring a child in this world with someone you're still getting to know and all the things that come, I mean, this is a situation that you don't really um, fantasize about <laughs> as a young child, but and with that, now that I'm in it right now, the transformation that I'm going through, I don't know if I would change anything for the world. Um, yes, there's more ideal ways that this could have turned out, but I feel like I've come to a place where I'm so, which I, it, the days change, it varies day to day, but as a whole, I'm so surrendered and trust, the pro- I'm trusting the process And the amount of work I've, not even work, the trans, amount of transformation that's happened to me in just five months, it couldn't have happened any other way. Um, I'm definitely a firm believer and everything happens for a reason. And I think there is a certain sacredness to the unfolding of life and not to say that that unfolding is easy by any means. Um, I just want to say that watching Katie throughout this process has been really beautiful. Um, I think when a woman finds out she's pregnant, I think there's a switch that happens at some point of just like this maternal, um, motherly figure that we all have that's so close to us. And she's just like another goddess amongst us, you know, our higher self or whatever you want to call it. Katie really has tapped into her. And it's been really beautiful to watch and unfold and her just being more... Katie's already in tune with herself, but just more at peace and more loving and more soft. She's softened so much throughout this time, and it's so beautiful to watch. And yeah, thank you. And I I agree with the softness level. Sometimes the soft. So I'm I'm always been a loving person, but. I think with the surrendering comes the softening um, as I like structure my bag. I'm like, sit up straight. <laughs> but um, one of the things that has been kind of a lifelong challenge for me this far is opening up emotionally. And um, 
in this process, I've realized I'm very, very fortunate to have a partner in this who wants to be super involved. Um, I'm so blessed to have that. Honestly, I would, that, that could have been easily couldn't have been the case. Um, not that there's not challenge opportunities for growth there, but I'm just saying that aspect of it. I'm very, very blessed to have that. And with having a partner who wants to be so involved, it's forced me to open up a level of myself that honestly I had no intention of doing anytime soon. Um, But I realized I had to first go within to provide that softness to myself. Um, And it's interesting. I didn't, I I don't have a doula. I felt kind of, like I said, the first three months was a dark time. And the only thing I knew to do was figure out how to comfort myself. Um, I, I had so many people that I could have turned to. I could have turned to Amber. I could have turned to my partner. I could have turned to my mother. That's another story. But um, because of who I am, I needed to learn how to comfort myself and um, nurture myself. And I remember reading a book where they were saying the way you would nurture your future baby is the time, the way you need to nurture yourself in this moment. And I love babies and I can be so tender and loving with babies. I love babies so much, but um, I never thought of like nurturing my own inner child that way and being loving to myself. Um, I can be very hard on myself, very critical and keep myself very structured, um, which are all, I feel like, great qualities that I have besides the critical part, but they can definitely turn on you and block you from giving yourself grace and nurturing yourself. So um, in that first trimester, I definitely have to soften into myself And with that softening into myself, I was able to share that softness with others. Well, like Amber, like sometimes I just go in and and give her a little hug. (laughs) And I don't even realize I'm being tender until she says something like, Katie, and I'm like, don't make a big deal about it. (laughs) Like, just don't make a big deal. (laughs) Or I I find myself um, opening up about my feelings to my partner and it is honestly for someone who anyone out there listening who does have a hard time being emotionally, I don't want to say emotionally available because I don't think my issue was I wasn't emotionally available because I'm very available for other people's emotions, <laughs> but I feel like I put my own second and didn't, I don't want to, maybe, I don't want to say I didn't feel worthy to share my emotions. Like my emotions weren't worthy of being shared, but I just felt like they weren't priority. Um, like I could just handle it, you know, um, that strong girl mentality. <laughs> but um, also with that strong girl mentality, I told Amber recently, I'm like, I truly understand what they mean now when they say sometimes the strongest thing you can do is soften because that is so hard. For me, that was such a challenge. But um, yeah, I know I need to do that for myself and for my baby. It's a boy, by the way. I don't know if I was supposed to do some big like gender reveal. 
it's a boy. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm really excited about that. I'm really proud of the transition I've been going through. And because I am still my Katie orderly self, I have taken certain measures to, I feel like during this time, at first I felt like I need to do all the research in the world on babies. Like do at first I was like, do I want to like, what do I want their diet to look like? What do I want this to look like? What do I want that to look like? Well, yeah, I've never seen a lot of them. Not mine. <laughs> but I mean, like, she, <laughs> she, that's just birthing videos. But honestly, when I first jumped towards that, which I feel like is honestly, culturally, especially in Western culture, that's the thing you do when you find out you're pregnant is like nursery and like all things baby and does baby want this and does baby want that? And I try to get myself into that mindset because I feel like that's where I was supposed to be. But the more I did that, the more depressed I got and I realized it's because this isn't, this pregnancy isn't about the baby. It's about the, it's for the baby, the birth of the baby, but the pregnancy is, and I get a short nine months to prepare myself to be ready for the responsibility of nurturing a life. Like that's, that's not a long time. Nine months I know it seems like a lot, like, especially when I'm not at, I'm not super big yet, but I can't imagine when I am super big and wanting to like evict this baby from my body. But nine months is not a long time to prepare yourself emotionally and physically and spiritually. Spiritually is a big one for being a mother. And yeah, so I, I took some, um, I took it upon myself to prepare myself with, um, so I'm getting dual certified right now just to, I feel like the dual certification that I'm taking um, as a full spectrum doula is mostly preparing me, preparing my body and my mind for birthing. And then I'm also with that taking, I plan on doing a natural birth. That is my ideal birth, um, but ideally... I just, I will have a happy, healthy baby, but my birth plan, top priority, not top priority, but my, my goal is to have a natural birth. Um, and even with that, I'll have another episode someday where I talk about natural birth. Um, cause that is a monster in itself. The amount of education I've learned and the amount I've learned about myself and the amount of fear-based living I've witnessed around natural birth is honestly, it's shameful. I feel like we should be ashamed of ourselves the way we place fear and birth together. It's natural and it's beautiful and it's something that should be embraced. And I had, the more I look into natural birth, the more I am awakened to the amount of fear we place on women surrounding birth. It's that's another story. We'll get into that. Um, I also started therapy for the first time. Not that I've committed to therapy for the first time. I've tried with therapists in the past, but um, I think that emotional barrier I had, honestly, I've had a therapist. It, it appeared to me when she popped a Xanax while we were talking. And I was like, that's the last time I do a therapy session. And she started opening up. I was her therapist. And I was like, I'm too... I don't need this. <laughs> I apparently am correct in my analysis that I can't take care of myself. Um, 
Yeah. So I, but this time I gave therapy a real shot because I realized even for me, this is a lot on my plate trying to succeeding at uh, develop a baby, which there's not, the female body is amazing. There's not much you have to do for that. It just kind of happens every day I wake up and I'm a little bit bigger. It's beautiful. (laughs) But um, yeah, that, that's kind of, that's easy, but preparing, developing a relationship with my partner that is not completely based on the fact that we're having a child together and to throw it in, we are a distance couple. So without a baby, getting to know someone with distance can be a huge challenge. It can be beautiful. And I've heard amazing stories, but throw a pregnancy into it without the foundation. We never really had the foundation of um, living together, living in the same zip code or we've, it's always been distance, but um, yeah, so that's a challenge. And then my life completely changing. I switched my job to something that was more pregnancy friendly during this nine months. So everything has completely changed. And I was like, you know what, maybe it's time for me to seek help in organizing my mind for this. Um, But spiritually, I signed up for a course called Anchored. It's a six-week course um, by Kylie. I don't know if any of you guys listen to Mark Groves. Um, He's one of my favorite podcasters, but his girlfriend, Kylie Macbeth, she is amazing. And I was actually listening to his podcast one day and she was talking about um, how she was once, she was divorced at a time. Well, still, she's still divorced, but in the time between her divorce and meeting Mark and then eventually breaking up with Mark and getting back together with Mark, she realized that there was still some trauma that she needed to take care of within herself and needed to anchor down into her own feminine wisdom and deep reverence and gaining deep reverence for her body and her soul. And it just resonated with me deeply. So I signed up for that. And that honestly has been very expansive in itself. Um, I love her course because I feel like so many people think about when you talk spirituality, you're talking about ascending. So raising higher, but she incorporates that with going deeper into yourself. So yeah, you are ascending, but you're ascending by essentially going into the dark spots of yourself that needed to be touched and nurtured and cared for. And that's how you, that's what you anchor down into to ascend, to rise. Um, So this course has been amazing. Um, Yeah. And I think the biggest lesson that I've learned through this pregnancy so far and through really learning more about myself and being secure and confident in my truth and who I am as a person is you don't have to fight everyone. I feel like, and I realize that's all ego, but before if someone may have not agreed with me or um, 
may not have agreed with me or seen things the way I saw things, I felt the need to defend myself so viciously. Um, but the more I sink into myself and, become, like I said, become confident in it, I don't feel the need to argue with you. I feel like I'm confident in what I stand in. I'm so confident that I don't feel the need to convince you that I'm right. Because even if you don't think I'm right, I have a knowing in me. Even if you don't think I'm right, I'm right. So, so no, but I, I, even if you think you're right, and maybe you could be right, and that could be your truth, it doesn't take away from mine. Um, and that lesson ranges from everything from the way I plan to parent my child, um, about my plans on what I plan to do personally at like where I plan to live, um, regionally after I have my child. And it also stems into how I feel about the current state of the world with vaccines, with politics, it's all political, um, But yeah, I think that's just the most beautiful enlightenment I've had. And honestly, sometimes I feel bad when I'm on social media and I see people putting people down in order to stand in their truth because we're taught that that's how you make a point. We're taught that's how you prove yourself. That's how you show yourself. That's how you defend yourself. And once you realize that if if it's something you know, you know, and no one can steal that from you, it makes everything, it makes fighting and defensiveness look like an insecurity. And I realized that in myself, that's what it was when I was fighting and when I was arguing and defending myself so much, I was being insecure because maybe I would, maybe there's a part of me who wasn't sure that what I was saying was correct. And that's fine. I'm not saying that your mind can't change because I think we also need to normalize changing your mind on opinions. And maybe if we normalized it, people wouldn't be so afraid to change their mind and feel the need to defend themselves so much. But And it's an insecurity at the end of the day. And I think right now, my motherly advice is to take some time and sit with what you feel to be true and then surrender it. Let it be true for you. Let yourself be open to hearing what's true for someone else and move on. Let it go. Oh, and that's it. (laughs) I don't know how we got there, but that's where we're at. Amber? Did you still want to talk about our friendship? Yeah. Okay. Um, Katie, that was so, so hitting. And I think that even like whether you're pregnant or not, that brought up a lot of things that like we all can relate to. Um, but as far as the pregnancy, I'm just really happy to be living with you and by your side during this time. I, I think it's amazing that we got this house and during this time we're both going through pretty like big pivots and life changes together and I wouldn't have it any other way. So I'm just 
you're so strong and I'm so proud of you every single day and how you show up for yourself and the people around you. And I love you so dearly. Um, and with that being said, I wanted to talk a little bit about our friendship and how we've evolved, you know, throughout this time, because I think that we are at a point where we're becoming more, I don't want to say that we were less women, but less of being like a woman, but we're definitely becoming more standing within our higher selves within our given situations. And with doing that, we used to lean on each other so often for advice, strength. Um, I don't want to call it codependency because the way I see Katie, I'm like, there's no way we're codependent, but sure codependency tendencies. We actually talked about that yesterday. Um, But it's been really beautiful for us. We've gone through different stages of almost like stepping back from each other in a way. So we both could step into each other a little bit more. And as we do that, it's really beautiful to see as we step into each other more, that doesn't mean that we create space or distance between us. We we come together even stronger because we're stronger within ourselves. Yes. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. I feel like so, I feel like because me and Amber were in a, such a developmental phase, we really relied on each other um, for developing. Like we kind of, we were so eye to eye on nearly everything that it felt so good to just ricochet our thoughts and growth and expansion off, off of each other that we became one. (laughs) <laughs> no, but I mean, we shared everything. I mean, we share a home. We shared, we shared nearly almost every meal together, every a business together. We just, we, a babe. a babe, we're sharing a baby. No, but um, I think that this time it's been so interesting to see us pull back from each other. But what we are bringing to the table is so transformational and it's nice to see how she's transforming on her path that's separate from mine and I'm transforming on my path and it's two things that for the first time with me and Amber it's not something that not something that we can necessarily relate to we can be there for the other person and show empathy and just love the person through everything, but we're walking two very different roads right now. She left a corporate job. She's moving to Bali. She's walking into a whole newfound level of freedom with herself, um, which is beautiful. And like, I applaud you and I am here to cheer you on and hold your hand as much as I can through all of it. But then it's like, I'm over here preparing for motherhood and like this journey that honestly I don't have any friends really a single friend a close friend who has had a baby so it's like I don't have that relatable person in my life right now but it's awesome that even though we're I'm walking a different path I know Amber's right there next to me even though we're not necessarily in it together and I think that's where the difference of support and codependency lies because you can be supportive and hold hands while you walk, hold hands, but like, you know, hold someone's hand while they walk their path and to know that you're always there and there's always that space of safety and love. And you're always going to be energetically there to help them in any given situation, you know? And I think the biggest thing that I need from Katie when I do need her, and I'm sure she feels this way with me as well, is when we do need each other, we need each other as a reminder of who we are. That's all. We need each other as a reminder, as a mirror of who we are 
that's the biggest thing I think that we need from each other because we know each other so well and what we want to do in life that we're not here to coddle or, you know what I mean? We're just, we'll simply remind each other. And that's so strong um, of our friendship and it's so impactful and it's, it's so wonderful to have, but we're definitely, I think more walking our individual ways. And with that, our friendship will continue to grow as we continue to grow ourselves. So I'm really excited to see what will come from that and just the different perspectives that we're going to get all in all. We're going to have full coverage for you. The freedom life, the marriage life, or the baby life, or who knows, who knows what may happen. But that's the beautiful part of life. It's always going to be changing and as our friendship will and continue to build. And I love it. Yeah. Well, now that we have our secrets spilled out, we're excited to walk this journey with our Sela community. It's been so hard. If, I don't remember the last time I posted on social media, honestly, because I feel like I have nothing to say if I can't say the truth that's happening to me. So I've been very censored on there, um, on just on social media. The people closest to me, they all know, and I'm very open and public there, but it's going to feel, I feel like I'm the bachelorette and, you know, like (laughs) for a while they have to keep their relationship secret and then like they get to be public with the world. I'm basically the bachelorette is what I'm saying. Uh, (laughs) But um, yeah, it feels good to be public, right? Yes. Yes, it does. (laughs) Yes, it does. But um, yeah, with that being said, thank you all so much for listening in. We're so excited to be sharing more, you know, content, more excitement our way, our journeys, how they're going to unfold. Right now, we're at the beginning of everything. So we're just excited to take you along our journey. And thank you so much for listening and being a part of this. Goodbye. I'll learn how to sing better, guys. <laughs>